Hello and welcome to the Rise of Her podcast. I'm your host, Roxanne. I'm a mum of four, wife and business owner. This is the podcast where we talk self-development, health and wellness, mindset, balancing career and family and everything in between. Think of me as your supportive bestie as we grow together and become the best versions of ourselves. If you want to create a life that you love, then you're in the right place. Hello everyone and welcome back to another guest episode of the Rise of Her podcast. In today's episode, I chat to Sharon, who is the owner of Snap My Brand, which is a product photography and stop motion photography business. I've known Sharon for quite some time now and she's easily one of the best people I know. In this conversation, we get to talk a little bit about how she started Snap My Brand and what it was like to sell her previous business, Amondo Kids, and everything in between. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. There are so many great points that Sharon makes and I promise you will feel leaving inspired. Hey, Sharon, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited to chat with you about your business and what you're up to. Thank you so much for having me. Good to be here. Anytime. (laughs) Um, So I guess like let's start by introducing Sharon, who you are. Let us know about your business and what you do. Thank you so much for having me. So I now do Snap My Brain. So I do product photography and stop motion. But originally, I had an e-commerce business among the kids, which thank you for being one of my loyal customers before Hayes. And uh, yeah, so I sold among the kids about, oh, it would be like two years ago now, no, or a year ago, maybe. Yeah, no, beginning of last year. Yeah. Um, and decided to go full time on product photography and then decided to get into stop motion and realize how much I love stop motion. So that's my jam at the moment or is what I love and um, so yeah so now I have snapped my brand which I do a bit of uh, you know general e-commerce as well as uh, lifestyle videography and obviously stop motion. So um, I know you mentioned that you are now doing snap my brand um, do you want to tell us a little bit how that started because you did sell Amondo Kids earlier um, and just like let us know about that process and how you kind of got to this point now. Yeah sure so I had among the kids for about, I think, almost seven years. And I started from uh, zero, you know, designing the products, thinking of just doing markets. And then it just took off and it was great. And I loved it. And I met so many amazing people, including yourself and other brand, brand owners and influencers and brand reps and customers. And I was loving it. But then after seven years, um, it started to... Um, yeah wait on me a bit and then COVID happened and you know when COVID happened everybody had a bit more time on their hands to think about what do you really want in life and what is making you happy what is sparking joy and what is not and for me uh, that's when I realized that the e-commerce world wasn't sparking joy in me anymore and it got a bit too much and uh, decided to sell which was really hard because you know it's my baby um, but also at the same time, I had more time to put more effort in doing photos and videos. And a lot of people were like, oh, you're so good. Can you take photos of our brands with uh, your brand? You know, and it almost became where, where it's just, I don't know, it was like a snowball effect. You know, once that you do it for one brand, everybody wanted photos of their brand with your brand just to get the photos. And I realized that I actually had this passion of taking photos and, and videos um, so I decided well you know I actually enjoyed the creative side of it a bit more than 
the e-commerce side of it. And I thought, what is that to lose? You know, if I sell the business, let's try and go in this full time. If, if that doesn't work out, I'll find something else. You know, I knew I wouldn't be out of work, but I really wanted to give it a shot. So then um, I sold them on the kids. And to be honest with you, it just happened all naturally. Like the moment that I officially announced that I sold Amondo Kids, I had all of these brand owners going like, oh my God, this is crazy. What are you going to do now? And, and I was saying, you know, I'm going to go into product photography and I want to learn to get better at stop motion. And they were like, all right, book me in because obviously <laughs> they knew me already, you know, and I had, you know, they knew what my style of photos was and which was great because for the first few months I was like, oh my God, like I have all these clients. I didn't even have to look for clients, you know, and there were people that I knew, I knew the brand really well. So yeah, it all happened naturally. And uh, since then it's been nonstop. Like at the moment I'm fully booked out until mid of October and it's just through word of mouth. I'm not advertising or anything. It's just, I just do what I love. And people come to me with their amazing products and the brands that create the most amazing stuff. And I think because I've been in their shoes uh, and I understand, you know, this, this is their baby and I need to take care of it as well. And then I just love to create these videos where I bring their products to life. I don't know. I just love it. So that's where we are now. I, just, I think that's amazing that you've been able to transition so seamlessly into a different, like it's not a completely different business, but it also is. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are things that are so similar. Um, but then there's like the whole aspect of like, oh, right now I have a service-based business, you know, and all I knew was a product-based business, you know, like, so there's, there's quite differences in there, but you're right. Like it was a seamless transition. It was just, I think it was just meant to be, you know, the moment that I actually came to the commitment, I am going to sell this business. It's just, I'm not happy anymore. It needs to go. And that was the hardest part for me was like, you know, is when you're in that limbo, when you're like, am I going to do it? Because it's a massive step. That was my life for, you know, seven years. And it was my baby, you know, you passing on what you created to somebody else's. And there's all of this crazy thought in your head. What if they don't take care of it? What, uh, you know, if the customers don't like it anymore, you know, especially because I was so much the face of the brand. Mm-hmm. I, I was always on social. People knew among the kids, but they, they were buying from me, you know, like, so they, they knew me. So that was hard, the, the making the decision, it's time to let it go. But it's amazing the moment that you accept what well, you need to let go, you make space for, and you're allowing for what is meant to be for you to come in. And I think that's exactly what happened. It was seamless. It's just, I just fell into it. And yeah, I love it. And I'm so glad and I'm so grateful that it happened that way because I know for a lot of people, you know, they decide to start a business and, and it takes time and, you know, they have to build that um audience and build the portfolio but for me just kind of just fell into that because I had all of those connections mm-hmm. through among the kids that has helped so much and I'm so so grateful I will always be grateful like I wouldn't be here doing this if I didn't go through with among the kids you know yes. like it does so everything does happen for a reason you know that was part of the journey that I needed to go through to get where I am now yeah Oh, I love that. I love that you said that you've accepted that that was part of the journey to get you to where you needed to go Yeah, uh, because it is such a massive, massive thing when you reflect on that and you kind of wonder like, oh, should I not have done that? 
but you can look at it and be like, no, actually I needed to do that in order to move to this position now. So I love that you said that. Like, I'd really love to know if you had any challenges when it came to actually letting go of Mondo Kids and selling it um, and what those were, if you did have any. Uh, yeah, well, the, the biggest challenge was to make the decision. You know, <laughs> you can't just think about how you can think about it, but then you have to make the decision, which means you have to get all your ducks in a row. And, you know, I did hire uh, a broker, which at the end probably wasn't the best decision. Um but, you know, like the hardest part, you don't realize until you get to that point, right? But this is your baby. Like I said, you know, I build them from scratch. I designed the product. I went through, you know, copycats and all the sort of stuff, you know, for years. And then suddenly you have to put everything that you've done on a piece of paper and people will want to know everything and nitty gritty, the inside out. And it's a very vulnerable, invasive things to do, you know, telling somebody, well, this is what my business has been doing. These are the numbers, you know, because on Instagram, it's, you know, everybody just sees the pretty things, right? You're just showing all the things that are doing well, and but you don't know obviously that you got to wear all the hats and you can't be good at everything, you know, like numbers never been my strength. You know, I'm a creative person. I'm not, a, you know, bookkeeper and a, an accountant and a strategist, you know, like, and I was a one man band. So there are things that could have been better. Um, and I had strength, but I also had weaknesses. And when you have to put the weaknesses in writing or what I thought, where weaknesses because obviously in your eyes you're always so much more self-critical right so to put all of that be ready for somebody to read it's like leaving strangers coming through your house and judging how you uh parent you mm -hmm. know it's almost the same things because there's somebody sitting there watching how you interact with your child it's the same thing with your business like it's your baby and they are there to judge how well you have structured this business and if it's worth investing time and money in it so that was really hard and once that I made the step of actually committing and you know preparing the business profile and all of that still in your head it would there was such a block like in my head it was a big block and like I said I hire um, a business broker but they were like so salesy they promised the world to get you in and sign up with them and then they don't deliver and what they try and sell wasn't what I wanted to sell if that makes any sense for mm -hmm. them it's just a business right like yeah. so and I remember going like why is it not selling it was like three months with the brokers and then I said stop like don't advertise anymore I didn't announce it or anything so it was just through the brokers and I said I don't want you to advertise anymore it's too late now to try and sell through our um Christmas campaign I have to prepare for Christmas I can't mm -hmm. think of going through the process of selling while I'm preparing Christmas and marketing right because it's the busiest time of the year so I went through all of that and then um I actually went to see Morgan. Do you remember Morgan from Wave Chiropractic? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Morgan does um, NET. And I know Morgan really well because I used to work with them. We go there every month. So NET is like a neuro-emotional technique. I don't know if you've done NET with him. but No, I haven't, um, but he had mentioned it a few times that I should. <laughs> um, that's so amazing. Like yeah. for me, they work really well. Uh, they're quite confronting. So, you know, there's a lot of muscle testing and see where these feelings. But honestly, for me, 
they work so well. And I went in there and I'm like, I can't sell the business. I feel really uneasy. And also there's the fear of getting into something new, not knowing how Snap My Brand will go. You know, there's a lot of fear and block behind all of that. And we did an NET about, you know, letting go and why in your head it, you think, it has to be hard. Why does this sale has to be so hard? You know, like, because that's my anxiety brain. That's how it works. What's the worst case scenario? You know, what's the worst possible thing that could happen, you know? And it was like, it doesn't have to be hard. Let's work on what if it was easy? What if you sold it for the amount that you wanted? And what if it was an easy sale, you know? So we did this entity session working through that and accepting, you know, of letting go and welcoming what the good that can come out of it, you know, with the new business. And literally we did that on a Friday and then it made me go home and send a newsletter to all my customers and my stockists about announcing that I was going to sell. Mm-hmm. And that was on the Friday. On a Wednesday, I sat down with Renee to sign the contract. And wow. It was crazy. It was crazy. And I'm not saying it's because of that NET, yeah. but definitely that process helped me letting go and and trusting that you know this was the right things to do Mm. and I don't know like it's it's just triggers something in the end and then it wasn't a hard sale you know she was a stockist previously and we did market side by side and her with a different business you know so we met each other we got along like on fire you know she's Maltese and I'm Italian so we're like blah 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 blah. oh yeah (laughs) you know and it was great. And, and then the sale happened naturally. And yeah, and then the rest is history. So um, it was a hard process, but I, you just had to go through. It was more of a mental block than a physical, difficult thing to do. And obviously there's the nitty gritty behind like transferring Facebook and Instagram, all that, that sort of stuff. That but stuff, that yeah. was nothing compared to the mental side of it or letting go, or giving away your seven-year-old baby. Yeah. <laughs> you created from scratch and letting other people in to see it and yeah it was um it's an interesting journey like and yeah I think I did it at the right time too because I know for me it was it was time to go and if I waited too long I probably would have just been like yeah whatever I'll just close it down or you can have it you know mm. and just let it go but it was the right time and he allowed me to start the new business which is um yeah that's so interesting like Mm. I am always really interested as to how people sell a business and like the process there because there are a lot of limitations you don't realize like in your own head a lot of the time like obviously you weren't quite ready and that's why it didn't sell yeah so that's yeah that's interesting the ANT. I, yeah. I need to like, I, I had a chat with somebody earlier and um, Sarah from Sabi Studio and she was telling me about like heart meditation, heart sessions that she does. Mm. And it feels like a reoccurring thing where people kind of have to tune into themselves and really like allow that to happen for them, if that makes sense. 100%. Yeah. It's such a mental thing. Yeah, it's huge, right? When you decided that you were going to sell Amondo Kids, how did you find the process of actually valuing something that you're so attached to, like well, monetary wise? That was so hard. And that's why I, like I said, again, I'm not a number person. So I, that's why I hire a broker, you know. Mm-hmm. But the thing, when you get evaluation from brokers, and I've got a few, they say, you're going to get all of this money. This is fantastic. And they try and do that because then you're going to sign up and you actually lock in in a contract with them, you know? So once you locked in, that's it, you know? And they, they were like, we're going to sell it for this much. And then after three months, they're like, oh, no, like, you know, the market is what it is. So it's going to be like half of that now. And it's like, what? 
on and then it just becomes I don't know it was almost like so automated and robotic and that's I felt like that's why I it wasn't selling and I also didn't connect with that like this is not me well the moment that I decided to um sell it you know like send the email to the newsletter and, and my customers. And when those people came to me, that's when I realized I needed to redo the business profile differently because they were using like stock images and I don't know, it was cold and it wasn't being, I wanted to transfer some of the history and the emotion and the love that has gone behind it in this business profile. And I understand the business is business and people go in and it's a transaction. But when it's your baby, you gotta, you know, like you gotta put something in there that is you, that you feel like you're, it goes to the right people as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to just sell it to an overseas investor that is just going to put in a 3PL and it's, you know, because that's not what my customers would have wanted either. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the valuation kind of, I had no idea. And then it just became what the brokers started and we kind of, that kind of change in those three months where there was this blockage. And then, you know, I also got to a point where I was like, I just want to go Like, yeah. I just don't this anymore I am ready I feel ready now for it to be gone and for the new one to come in and we didn't even have to negotiate by then you know Renee was like yeah you know this is fair and and we just went from there yeah Mm -hmm. but like if I didn't get a broker I wouldn't even know where to start yeah yeah so you learned something from the process anyway (laughs) yeah that's right like when they come to me and they ask me I'm selling the business how did you and I was like I was gonna ask me (laughs) It just <laughs> get some valuations and then you know have an idea like yeah I'm just not a number person you know if it was for me we're like oh you're the right person here have it do you know like yeah it feels like that it feels like that's going to be the right person to take care of it and help it progress yeah right yeah. yeah so do you have like an experience or was there like a pivotal moment for you where you felt like you really changed your perspective I guess maybe that was that time when you decided to sell or was there a similar experience that you felt like really changed your trajectory in life? Uh, yeah, I think it was after that we did that NET mm-hmm. and I decided to sell. And, you know, and uh, I think you can't double dip, you know, like I think you got to, like I wouldn't have been, I could have start snap my brand on the side a bit and see how I'm on the kids is going and, you know, outsource things. But I don't think you can truly commit 100% if you're not in the position where you have to make it work. Mm-hmm. So the moment that I decided to sell them on the kids, and like I said, that when we did the NET on a Friday and on a Wednesday was sold, then, you know, I knew I had to make Snap My Brand work, you know, mm-hmm. like something switches in in you you're like okay well now this is going to be my full source of income you know I have to make it work I have to work bloody hard at it and I have to be good at it otherwise it's not going to work and I think it was that process for me that I was like yeah and also like because it kind of happened in the way that it did I just felt you know this is what I'm meant to be this is where this have led me to you know like mm-hmm. I think this is yeah this is the moment where I've made a decision and I think this is gonna work you know like you have the little bit of hope behind you that it's like, this is gonna work this is yeah. you know you gotta push yourself to make it work and and it works so I guess it was the right thing to do right <laughs> yeah like you had faith in yourself that you this was yeah. something that you could do as well as the fact that it was something now that you you kind of have yeah. to do it. Do you feel like Snap My Brand is exactly where you need to be now? Like this is exactly 100%. what you need to be doing. Yeah. 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 And you know how I realized this? We we were having a conversation 
um, with the family, my daughter, my husband, and um, we're like, oh, what if you win the lottery? You know, like, what would you do? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll go and play golf and I don't do anything. I love not to work. And I was just like, oh my God, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I actually mm-hmm. love what I do. And my daughter, you know, she's nine almost. She's like, what would it be if you could do any job in a word, you know, like it'll make you happy. What would you do? And I'm like, I think I'm doing it. Like, of course, yeah. I would love like a a bigger studio, you know, not this tiny little room. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, more equipment and maybe a team, you know. But like, I am doing what I love. And, you know, even if we won the lottery tomorrow, you know, it would be great. I'll move my family here. Maybe that's what I would do and go travel. But I will still want to do what I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. I think that, yeah. I think yeah I'm in the right I'm right exactly where I'm meant to be yeah I love that so much that's so I feel like that is such a important part of life is to be doing something that you are fulfilled by because we spend a lot of us spend so much time working right and Mm -hmm. we're either working for ourselves or we're working for somebody else and if you're working a full-time job you're spending more time doing that than you are at home so doing something that you love as well during the day or something that you find fulfilling or those moments while you're working that you feel that same feeling is so important. I really value what I do and I love what I do and I can tell that you love what you do as well. So being able to share that and say like, you can find something, there can be a pathway, maybe it won't be right now, but there will be a pathway to getting there as well. And if you trust that, it's going to happen the way that it's supposed to happen. You know what 100%, I mean? 100%. Like, yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm turning 45 this year, so I'm not mm-hmm. like a 25-year-old that got all the shit together. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it didn't happen overnight. Like, I managed restaurants and hotels. That's what I used to do. You know, I was in the hospitality industry for years. And uh, and then I worked away at the Cairo part-time when I had Ellery. And that's when I started among the kids. And then I did that. And now I am here. And yes, I'm 45, you know, starting just now to realize what, what I really enjoy, you know. So, you know, it's never too late. And I think unless you try different things, you you won't know what it is that mm-hmm. gives you the spark, you know. And yeah. I love that you said that. I think a lot of the time people can feel like if they've done something for long enough, they have to stay doing that because they've spent so much time on it. You spent, yeah. you know, seven years with them, like doing Amondo Kids and growing that. So I can imagine like that was definitely hard to let go of because you'd spent so much time on it. But if you can let that go, you can open you up to so many new things, new new opportunities, new experiences. And if you're not stuck in that as well, in that, oh no, I'm I'm too old to change something. Because I, I know like 30 year olds who do the same thing, you know, they're like, I've been in the same job for 10 years like I'm not going to change it I'm like you're only 30 give something else a crack like you know what I mean yeah it can change so quickly for you as well like it's not everything happens like sometimes things happen really slowly but sometimes things happen really quickly too but you don't know until you try absolutely and until you allow yourself to give it a go you know Mm -hmm. like it's uh i'm not saying everybody can uh, start a new skill overnight but you know if there's something that you enjoy you know do it more and then see where that takes you i studied fine art back in the days okay Mm -hmm. so i'm not you know it's not that i study accounting and then i now i'm doing photography so i had an idea on how to use a camera but when i studied fine art and media it was 
talking about film cameras, you know, and mm-hmm. we develop photos in a dark room. This is how yeah. we used to develop photos back in the day. So it's very different from working, tethering and doing, you know, digital and stop motion and all that sort of stuff. It's not stuff that I learned, mm-hmm. um, but obviously I've always been creative. And But I had to learn, you know, like my photos were crap. Like, yes, I took photos on my phone and on my camera for among the kids and maybe I had an eye for composition and creativity, you know, like that's, I think that's kind of natural as well. But it gets better the more mm-hmm. that you do it. It's like anything, you know, and you got to learn and do it a million times and you'll make a lot of mistakes. But, you know, mistakes are what, what you learn from and how you get better. So I'll keep making mistakes and, you know, <laughs> and they'll be like, okay, I won't be doing that again. Like yesterday I tried a new hybrid version of stop motion and vision. It was the mm-hmm. first time I did it. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to nail this. I was like, almost like too cocky going into it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I planned and I'm like, yeah, this is going to look awesome. And then I filmed it and I went to the editing part and I was like, oh, clearly I didn't think of this, this and that. And it yeah. took me the whole day editing frame by frame because I didn't think that some videos you know were like in the way and and it didn't turn up the way that I envisioned but I tell you what I learned a lot from it because I won't be doing those mistakes again when I try to create another one of those hybrid videos so Mm -hmm. you know it's it's just unless you try something you don't know you know what needs to do to improve so well that's 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 exactly it right like you don't know until you try and I I loved that video that you posted (laughs) like I don't know the process I don't know how long it took you but I loved it I watched it like five or six times or something like over and over again but yeah it was really cool and I love that you were able to look at that and be like okay cool like I'm not going to do it that way again yeah it's it's not working out the way that I thought it was going to work out but yeah like you said if you don't do it you don't know what advice would you give to somebody who wanted to go all in on themselves and actually start something different or start a new business? I will say start, just start. Don't uh, don't wait until everything is perfect because somebody else is going to do it before you and they're going to get better before you. So, you know, there's no point of waiting to, you know, with among the kids, I, it was the same. I just designed some plate. I got the manufacturer. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was like, I'll just make markets, you know, and I could have waited to have the perfect product and the perfect website and blah, blah, blah. I didn't have any of that. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll post them. Um, you know, on one Instagram. And then it's like, can you wholesale this? We want this. So I had to get packaging because I was like wholesaling. I didn't even know what wholesaling means. Mm. You know, obviously I'm not English speaking. So when they were like, oh, can you wholesale? I'm like, what do you mean? Can you wholesale? Can you just buy them? <laughs> so I have to look into it and understand the whole wholesaling. So, you know, do your pricing. And then they're like, we need packaging because we're gonna display them in store so I have to go and get packaging made and oh my god my packaging changed like four times because again you get the mail you realize they're not working on display in a retail store so blah 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 but you just start you know just start something and as you start you'll understand what needs to improve and how you can improve and what you need on top of that because yeah I think if, if you don't just start and you're waiting for the perfect moment the everything to be perfect that day is never gonna come or it's gonna Mm -hmm. be too late when it comes you know it's like when they say oh it's not the right time to have a baby when is the right time to have a baby i don't believe there's a right time regardless yeah 
that's right. There's no book that is going to tell you how to do it perfectly. You just got to, you do it and you work it out as you go and you get better at it. Like it's, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just that will be my, will be my advice. Just The thing is like, there are always challenges regardless. Like as, as prepared as you think you're, you are, there are always going to be challenges. Yeah. And I think like being okay with the fact that there are going to be challenges and you're going to mess stuff up. And knowing that you can just learn from that and improve from that. Like that's all you need to be okay with. I totally agree. Just start. <laughs> just do something. Put and something out help. there. Yeah. You know, and ask for help if you're not sure and learn from that. You know, mm. most people are more than happy to help out and guide you and gives you advice because we all start from somewhere, you know, like it's, uh, yeah, it's part of the process pretty cool process to go through too as well because you look back and I'm like man put yourself on the back yeah you know? I started I had no idea and then you look down the line look how far I've come you look know? at me yeah. go yeah right yeah yeah like I love what you said about asking for help because I think sometimes we can get really really caught in this idea that we have to do everything by ourselves mm -hmm. and there's so much power in actually asking for help from people who you know deep down want to help you yeah you are so good at that by the way like you are such a what's the word like abundant person if that makes sense like you are so happy yeah. to share what you know and help people as much as you can and I think that's such a beautiful trait that you have um you've helped me out with so much like and I appreciate you so much for it like I don't think you realize the you impact. help me out too <laughs> you know like you help me out too and the thing is, like, I wouldn't even have the Mondo kids if I wasn't, if it wasn't for a lot of people that helped me. Because, like mm. I said, like, I had no idea what I was doing. And I was posting in these groups, you know, like the like-minded drinking wine yeah. group. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> So many, like, if you search my name in that group, there will be, like, 500 posts from the <laughs> moment that I'm like, I'm thinking of doing this place. And yeah. then we're like, what's all sailing? And people help so much. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to grow the business without the help of people. So 100%, I'll be the one that now pays it forward and help others because that's how the world works right yeah you know well, like we can all grow all, together yeah you yeah. know the space for everybody as well like you know don't step on my toes and don't do something bad because you know I'm, I'm Italian now <laughs> <laughs> I call the mafia in you know <laughs> You know, but I'll I'll give hundred percent as long you know there's some fairness and you know you're happy to receive and happy to give and we mm -hmm. all just open each other out definitely you can't do it all alone it's yeah just, it's it's so isolating to be an entrepreneur definitely. especially if you own a business that is service or um, product based business it's very isolating you know most of our interactions are like this you know mm -hmm. online on social media you know I work in this tiny little dark studio for eight hours a day you know and I don't really interact with people so it comes the week and I'm like we need to get out where are the people <laughs> real yeah. people in sunshine you know yeah like, yeah so helping asking for help is good it's really valuable to be asking for help from people who know more than you as well and being okay with taking that on board because Ooh. like there are people who have gone through it and they want to help you so that you don't have to go through it as well. They do as yeah. much as they can yeah. to like stop you from having to have go through the same, I guess, problems. Mistakes. 
Yeah, same mistakes yeah. that they went through. And it's just oh, asking the question, them. right? Yeah. And people love helping, you know, because mm-hmm. it makes them feel good that they come into you for advice. Yeah. You know, obviously, I'm not talking about, oh, every hour. What about this? What about that? What about this? You know, so obviously, we're all busy, you know, but like mm-hmm. asking for help here and there. And if they can help, like, it's um, it's good for the soul, for those yeah. that give and those that receive, I think. It's, yeah. Um, it's good. Good, good energy exchange. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it will, it's karma. We'll come back to you. You know, helping somebody, they help you. You know, and then what goes around comes around. I yeah, that. yeah, it's a big one, hey. <laughs> In good and bad. In, oh yeah, you just <laughs> yeah. put good stuff out there. You're only gonna get good stuff back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, are you ready for like some rapid fire questions? Oh, yes, yes. You can answer in a sentence or less. That would be great. What if I can't answer? Do I go like pass? Um, You can if you want. <laughs> I haven't had anybody pass before, but. <laughs> okay. 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 Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Okay. Yeah. All right. So question number one is what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning? My family, 100%. My family, yeah. But what is the worst piece of advice you have ever received? you got to dwell yourself. you got to wear all the hats. You can't wear all the hats. You need to delegate. You need to outsource. It's impossible. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Just start. (laughs) Just start. Give it a go. Uh, What's the worst that can happen? What is the most rewarding thing about your business? Having the chance to see how amazing entrepreneur creating amazing things there are out there and coming across amazing creative products. Yeah, I love it. And what was your quote unquote dream job when you were younger? I wanted to be a chef. <laughs> oh I my gosh. So, much. so, you know, my life evolves around food. So I wanted to be a chef and go to culinary school. And my parents didn't let me because they thought it wouldn't lead me to a career. So instead I went and studied fashion design, mm-hmm. which clearly didn't lead me to any career. That's <laughs> so creative. <laughs> It's so creative, Alisa. I draw. I draw. Yeah, I learned to draw. Yeah. yeah. Oh, amazing. I love, I love, love that you were going to, you wanted to be a chef because it's so you. Oh, I, but yeah. then I'm so glad my parents didn't let me because cooking is my therapeutic, the kitchen is mm. my therapeutic space, right? So when I cook, and for me, cooking is not just for us, for me, cooking is a love language. Why does mm. not food as a love language? I don't know because it should be you know like I this is how I express love so if my friends are sick I'll make them a chicken soup and I drop off a chicken soup <laughs> my friends something happened I will make a lasagna and bring them meals do you know what I mean like yeah we have people over and I love making food and nobody can step in the kitchen while I'm making food. <laughs> it's my sanctuary and I get in the zone but like if I had to do that as a job I don't think I would enjoy it you know? yeah so I'm glad I didn't become a chef because I would be an awful chef to have like, <laughs> I wouldn't let anyone help and I would want to you know nobody would do it as good as me like yeah. so yeah I would be a hope I'll be worse than Gordon Ramsay if I was <laughs> Well, it worked out, didn't it? That worked out it worked perfectly. Out. It worked out perfectly fine. Thanks, mum and dad. <laughs> okay, so um, before we wrap up the episode, did you have any final little tidbits of advice or anything you wanted to share with the community? Uh, no, I think um, mostly just uh, find, find your tribe, you know, like if you find people that you connect with, 
uh, asking for help and just yeah I think it's very important to find a little tribe of people in the space like even if it's on social media like you know I met you through Amondo Kids and we still keep in touch and like with so many others entrepreneurs you know and I think when somebody's in the space it does help talking to those people because maybe some of those close to you don't understand what you're going through and don't understand what it's like to be um an entrepreneur and working on your own business you know it's a it's a tough gig and i think you need to surround yourself and create a good tribe of people around you that support you i think that's 100 percent important along with your you know family and friends but having the little entrepreneurship tribe around you is good good. I love that you shared that because that's so important (laughs) it's so important for people to be surrounded by people who who get them and people who are you know like-minded and understand what they're going through so I really love that you shared that and I think that that's really going to be exactly what somebody needs to hear today yeah yeah find your tribe find your tribe (laughs) did you want to share where everyone can find you on socials sure so it's a snap my brand on instagram and then it's a snapmybrand.com my website which don't look at it now until i've done my (laughs) rebrand because i hate it and i can't even look at it myself because it's all beige and sage and muted yellow (laughs) it will be like yellow and pink and red and teal it's gonna be funky once we do it up but that's where you'll find me mostly on my social yeah so and i will start a youtube channel soon too so that will be called frame by frame coming out in the future but watch your space i just gotta start right now i yeah. put my <laughs> put my put, my, you put it out there <laughs> i got a microphone that's a start right now i just i just need to do it Add yeah it to the list. yeah you can do it so everyone will be able to find that when it's on your socials yes i will there. have yeah. it on my social i created a channel i just i didn't yeah. post anything yes yeah it'll be really good it'll be good i think it'll be good it'll be fun and i want to do the same thing you know like getting guests in because I know so many people in the e-commerce space as well that yes I would love to be able to tell the stories as well mm-hmm. like it's um it's a fun thing to share I totally agree okay um well that is pretty much the end of the episode thank you so much for being on today and I have absolutely loved chatting with you so yeah appreciate you so much oh thank you for having me that was so good actually because we haven't chatted face to face in a while but this I know it's Thank good you. and it's I so love good. your podcast I love it oh you I appreciate the, that <laughs> you have the best voice to listen to it's so mm, oh, stop you're gonna perfect. make me <laughs> blush <laughs> <laughs> all right I will chat to you soon Sounds good. Thank you, Roxanne. Thank you. Bye. So what do we think about this episode? I absolutely love how open Sharon is about sharing her journey and her experience and having everything kind of fall into place. I found that really, really inspiring. And it reminded me of how important it is to kind of let things go and trust the process because at the end of the day, it will be okay and it will work out. Thank you again, Sharon, for being on the podcast. And thank you all for listening. Tune in next Thursday for another guest episode. But until then, have an amazing week and I will be in your ears soon. Bye. Thank you again for listening to the rise of her podcast i am a one woman show so if you have a moment to leave a review i would really really appreciate it thank you again and bye for now